I'm so happy to see you, especially because it's so beautiful out in New York. And um, I used to be able to kind of count on bad weather in addition to uh, the lockdown to, to see a number of friends. But now I, I was prepared for people to be off picnicking or doing things. Um, but I'm glad you came. And on Zoom, we're so tired of Zoom. I saw um, a thing on Facebook that had, do you remember Goodnight Moon? It said, good night moon, good night zoom, good night sense of impending doom, which um, speaks to what most of us feel much of the time. So I'm hoping that I will bring a different influence um, than the news. Then, the pervasive sense of uncertainty and uh, gloom. And so, so just notice while we're assembling that you have company. You have company. And um, it, you have a place to come. And you might not know exactly why you came, but you came here to be with other people who are seeking a way to be grounded and present in the midst of it all. And a lot of times people begin to meditate hoping that it will be a way to completely silence their thoughts. And I'm sure that most of you have discovered by now that it doesn't really work that way. What happens in meditation, in this practice meditation, is that we begin to cultivate an ability and a taste for coming home to the sensation of being present in a body and open. To what? We don't know. We don't need to know. We don't need to know. In fact, it's a practice for, for undoing, to counterbalance our need to know all the time, to push for a conclusion to understand and instead 
to have an experience, a sensation of what it's like to be here. So, you know, along with all of us, I've been reading different essays and reports about what we're going through and what it means and what's likely to come from it. And I've discovered that it's so ephemeral that within a week, something that was written with great passion and conviction seems dated because conditions keep changing and shifting. But I did read one sentence that stays with me and resonates. And that sentence is that this experience, this pandemic, might be a portal to a new life. And that we could pass through it with all our baggage intact, all our fears, all our prejudice, all our usual behavior. Or we could pass through it and discover something new, a new way to be, at least at moments. And I was intrigued by that. There was something in me that agreed with that. But I've come to discover in these weeks of practice in semi-solitude, and we're all either in solitude or semi-solitude. And the portal is inside. It's inside. And that might sound kind of mystical and annoying because it sounds vague. But I mean something very concrete and something that you can experience and have experienced directly, which is that there's a difference between being up here thinking that you can feel and what it's like to come down, to sink, to come back to the body, to the sensation of being present right now. Beating heart, feeling the quality of the air. And you can feel, even without looking out the window, the quality of the light, the spring light. And you can feel, even without thinking about it, what it's like to come and sit with other people. So um, I wanted to share with you 
one of the great teachings of the Buddha, which he gave in one sentence as he was dying. And his beloved attendant, Ananda, was with him as he lay dying and in this remote region. And usually, typically, he had been surrounded by hundreds of monks. He would travel with this big retinue. But when he died, he was just with Ananda, practically alone. And we can picture Ananda crying and you can't imagine how he will go on and his community will go on without the guidance and presence of his beloved teacher. And so he asked the Buddha, help me, please give me something, something to help me now in his darkest hour. And the Buddha said, be an island unto yourself. Be a refuge unto yourself. And it's really interesting. First of all, you might be thinking, I've had it with being an island. I've totally had it. I don't even want to hear about it. But just wait. Just a minute. First of all, it's interesting that for a long time, the quote was, be a light or a lamp, be a lamp unto yourself. And now scholars think the word deepa means island. It was the same word for lamp, island. And it's, it's an earlier rendering to be an island. And what's interesting about it for us is that the Buddha based his entire teaching on the observation that life is subject to change, constant change, that everything is impermanent, that people and things that we love will be lost, and that we ourselves will change, will get old, get sick, our life will change. And often in unexpected ways as we're living through. So the Buddha made this the heart of his teaching so he didn't mean be an island in the sense that you could be apart from the flow of life. Nobody can. Nobody can. He meant to take root, to be present, to be completely here heart, body, to turn to yourself as we've all tasted 
whether we know it or not, whether it was a fleeting moment or not. In these past two months, we've had seconds where we know how it feels to be present, to be fully present. And I wanted to read a quote from Kafka, who said, you know, it's interesting to consider not just great monks, but great artists who chose lives of solitude in order to touch something real. So Kafka said, you don't have to leave your room. And, you know, some of us have had no choice. But just remain sitting at your table and listen. Do not even listen. Just wait and be quiet, still and solitary. The world will freely offer itself to you. To be unmasked, it has no choice. It will roll at your feet in ecstasy. And, and I can see some, some looks of happiness, some of dubious. I haven't had any rolling in ecstasy for months. But he's talking about those moments of joy that you can feel when you're not thinking about it. These moments of just letting things be, not resisting, not thinking about it. Just coming home, bringing your attention again and again to your experience without judgment and with loving kindness. The heart of this practice is bringing loving, non-judgmental awareness to what arises in us. And the way this becomes a practice for liberation and awakening is just like this. You have a moment of anxiety. Has anybody here felt anxiety in the course of the last couple of months? Yeah, you, got, you don't have to raise your hand, but some people generously did. Anxiety or incredible grief or sorrow or worry, and you can be gripped, just gripped by it, like, oh my heavens, this is so painful, I can't bear it. And in this practice, we bring an attention to just that, 
to just that state and give it unstinting, spacious compassion. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked about um, I'm here for you. Thich Nhat Hanh's wonderful phrases, darling, I'm here for you. This compassion and awareness has that quality. And what happens, and this is from experience, is that you will see and feel an experience of that pain, that story, that sense that this is really the end. This time, this is the end. You'll see it burst like a bubble and be exposed as just a burst of energy. And you come home to the body and the breath and the next moment. And you will taste in that moment what the monks in the earliest Buddhist tradition knew that this thing called liberation happens in a moment. It happens in a moment when, as Kafka said, we just wait. We wait and we witness its passing. Be an island, be a refuge unto yourself. This means that your true home, your resource, your beloved is this experience of return to an awareness that doesn't judge. And be an island doesn't mean be cut off and don't care about the world. It means this is our preparation. This is the portal that we pass through so that we can begin to know how to help. This is what we need. We need to be still to move the world. Uh, I don't know how many of you have ever had the experience of witnessing a riot, but I have back in the old days of the 80s in the East Village, I witnessed a riot between protesters and police. And one thing I observed and have reflected on since is that to be part of a mob, any kind of mob, is to be easily swayed 
and it's like a beast and it can go this way and it can turn and go another way and to be an island is to be rooted so that you can't be swayed so that you can respond so that's enough talking out of me um let's take a seat um and sit up as comfortably as you can Let your back be straight and do what you need to do to feel good, to feel comfortable here. It might be turning off the camera and or at least just sit up as straight as you can. And let your eyes close. Just see how it feels to be here. And notice how it feels to be here without judgment. To let everything happen. and begin to see that there's an attention in you that softens you. And so there's still sounds, there's still thoughts, there's still sensations, but at the same time, there's an attention that isn't thinking, it's not judging. And see that when you go into thinking that this is completely natural. It's just what brains do. And when you notice your thinking, just gently come home again to the sensation of being in a body.
We begin to remember how it feels to be alive. To be breathing and open to the impressions that offer themselves to us. Notice that you can come home anytime and be met by kindness. By an attention that sees without judging, with welcome. that as you soften, you feel a presence, a presence that's not separate from sensation. It's an attention that doesn't judge that sees that receives.
And notice that stillness really means softness, not resisting. Letting yourself be here, just as you are. Let yourself be. Notice how alive you are, sensing, feeling, breathing.
and notice how it feels to come home after thinking and be completely acceptable. Welcome. Notice that you can give give yourself to stillness without thinking about it. Just give. Allow yourself to be touched by stillness.
you make it begin to feel a presence that we share that doesn't stop with your skin. It's like sunlight. And notice that this attention invites us to be more present, to show ourselves.
And notice that as you soften, as you relax and open, you begin to experience how life offers itself to us. Like sunlight, like warmth. And attention that doesn't judge, that invites us to be here. Notice that every time you come home, back to sensation, back to the present moment, you also open. You give yourself to life. Life offers itself to you.
So um, if you have any questions or observations about the practice, I'd be happy to hear them. Um, you have to unmute if you do. Um, I, since unless somebody was burning to speak, um, I just wanted to share again a quote that I shared on Wednesday, which was from a lost lecture by Viktor Frankl, the Viennese psychiatrist who wrote the book Man's Search for Meaning about his, he was put in a concentration camp, um, lost his parents and his brother, and was famously preoccupied with the meaning of life. Does life have meaning? Especially in the worst circumstances. How can we relate to such a thing? And this quote, which is fun to read because it's not so familiar, is he's saying everything depends on the individual human being, regardless of how small a number of like-minded people there is. And everything, Everything depends on each person through action and not mere words, creatively making the meaning of life a reality in his or her own being. So what is so moving to consider is that he meant if you can be fully present, even in conditions we cannot imagine, if you can be willing to be fully human. And he described this in man's search for meaning that he observed people engaged in acts of giving when they had nothing to give, their last piece of bread, because they were engaging with themselves, with the whole of themselves, and affirming that they were alive, fully alive. And Frankl said, if you can do that, even for a moment, it sends out ripples. It did. Those moments, witnessing those moments, came down to us today. 
and became a model of the possibility of being humane and compassionate and fully human, even in the most inhuman conditions. So I'm not saying this to climb on a soapbox, but this practice that we're engaged in, this cultivation of an ability to come home to a sensation of being in a body and having a heart and being more than our thoughts, more than our conclusions, is an action. And it's inherently compassionate, inherently wise. We're, we're saying, I wish to be alive in a world where life matters. And at the end of Man's Search for Meaning, uh, the Allied troops came in to liberate the camps. And he ran away with somebody else. And they were running and running through the fields that had just been planted in the spring, like now. And his companion was trampled. It was later in the season because things were growing and his companion was trampling things, just running as fast as he could. And Frankl said, stop, be careful, you're crushing these plants. And his companion, but I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but the companion is like, are you crazy? Are you kidding? to care about such a small thing after the way we've been treated. And Frankl said, everything matters. Life matters. And it was an impression that came to him, not from his head, but from observing people who could act as if they were free. They acted as if they were completely free to offer bread, to offer an affectionate word or a hug. How did they get that capacity? This is how we can practice. We cultivate a capacity to come home to a presence that doesn't depend on circumstances, that depends on our own ability to be in alignment with a greater life. And as we do that, when we do that, you know it. You can respond with a greater compassion, a greater sensitivity to your child or your friend in those moments when you're really here. 
this is what liberation is. Small moments, many times. It's coming home to compassion, responsiveness. So, um, let's close with metta. And metta is a loving kindness practice, which is really the same as sitting practice, but with a few phrases. So, we take our seats. Once again, just see how it feels to be here. And let yourself offer a wish to yourself. that you be safe and well and at ease right now. You can stay with yourself or let that wish grow and go beyond your skin to your community, your loved ones, to the people here who may be unknown to you, but they share a wish for something. and you include yourself with them. May we be safe. May we be well in body and mind. May we be at ease and free. And see that you don't have to have good feelings to have this wish. You can accept the whole of your experience and extend this wish outward still further to your whole region, the whole of New York, the whole
whole of Arizona, the whole of Wyoming and Hawaii and Scotland, every place that's here tonight. May we all be safe and well and at ease and free. And let that wish go farther still to embrace the whole country and the whole continent where you are. Always including yourself. Be rooted in a feeling of being present. And let that wish, that loving kindness travel across the ocean to embrace the UK and if you're in the UK, to embrace, fully embrace North and South America. May we all be safe together and well and free. And opening the heart to include the whole of Europe, every country, may we be safe, may we be well together. May we be free. Opening further to include the whole of India, every person, every animal, everybody. Safe, well, peaceful, free, and the whole of Africa, north, south, Sahara, every country. Safe, well, peace.
the whole of the Mideast. Wishing well, safe, well, peaceful, free. And opening our hearts and our minds to Asia. Every place. May, may we all be safe, healthy, peaceful, free. Beginning again with a feeling of being present, of being here. And fully embraced by loving kindness. We extend it outward to embrace the whole world. in every direction. May all beings, every kind, every order, animals and plants, people of every kind, may all of us be safe, well, peaceful, free. And just letting ourselves notice how it feels to wish well. the whole of creation, known and unknown, including ourselves. Notice how it feels to be completely accepted, completely wished well, safe, and free. 